Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Are you Mark Lawrence? Okay, yeah, I'm back. Oh, that's right. It was gone yes. for a couple of days. You were gone. I, I've forgotten how you look. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the shows. Peggy does a super job. She's uh, she's a live wire, baby. She's a live wire, all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, everybody, you can now call in and finish what you were saying. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. I'll probably get fired. On the market sponsor for the Sunbury. What do you care? <laughs> right. On the market sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our telephone number is 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. And, in, and uh, I'm sorry, somebody emailed us a picture of... Uh, President Trump in prison. He's looking through the glass wall with the phone in his hand talking to a visitor, and it's Don Jr. <laughs> wearing a MAGA hat, and uh, Melania's in the background waving, too. She's there. So, And uh, President Trump is in an orange jumpsuit, and his his blonde hair, his red hair, or orange or whatever, is growing out. So he's got some gray roots. I doubt that's going to happen. <clears throat> You know, on search wishful thinking on the part of many people on the left, but I doubt that it will happen. I don't know. You know, I I, I, I listened to the first half hour of the indictment reading, and granted, he did try to obfuscate and, and hide and do all that stuff, but... <laughs> Jailable criminal offense. I, I, I just had a little bit of a trouble with that. You know, uh, the fact that he kept things and lying about things is his nature. So can you punish somebody for their very nature? If they lie under oath, you can. Well, yes, but uh, I don't know. It's, That's a no-no, you know. Um, well, the funny thing but was, but then Bill Clinton lied under oath, and he didn't get punished. Uh, because they said at the time well, everybody impeached. lies about sex. So uh, apparently if you're lying about sex, you're all right. But if you're lying about other things, mm-hmm. maybe not so much. When I heard this on NPR, I didn't check it out. Maybe you are aware of it, that there have been people wandering about Mar-a-Lago. There were two apparently Chinese nationals who were in there that were spies, and they were caught inside, and they had cameras and hard drives, and or no, those thumb drives and SIM cards from um, either they were pretending to be spies or were spies, and they were captured inside Mar-a-Lago. So they'd gone down there to probably while he was president, I would assume, not after, you know. I haven't the, heard this no, story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. <laughs> Vaguely remember the story about it, but I don't think it got widespread coverage. But I think it just uh, bears out what the Secret Service said and some of the background in the indictment is that the Secret Service doesn't protect properly. If they, they protect pr- people. Right. right. And if the president's not there, they, they're they not there. So I did see that story. So, 
um, yeah, so Mar-a-Lago isn't secured any more than my home is. I mean, it has locks, and, you know, the president may have some private guards there or that kind of thing. Well, I can't believe there isn't some kind of security going on because it is where he lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, now, yeah. And if, they, uh, if somebody snuck in and, uh, you know, put a bomb in there and then... <laughs> There's got to be some kind of security. Right. All right. So we have open phones. We can talk about that. Text us at 70236. Don't you really want to talk about Daniel Penny? (sighs) I do. Okay. Uh, (laughs) This is the man who killed somebody in the subway while trying to subdue him, correct? Well, that's one way to put it. What's the other way? You could say he was a hero who was protecting people, innocent people on the train from a man who had said he wanted to kill people and who said he didn't care if Mm -hmm. he died or spent the rest of his life in prison. Okay, but the death penalty is a little strong for going nuts on the subway. But anyway, go ahead. Well, no, I I think the story here is very interesting. They did indict Daniel Penny, uh, a former Marine in New York, uh, for the subway chokehold death of Jordan Neely. Penny was indicted on one count each of criminal negligent homicide and second-degree manslaughter for the homeless man's May 21st death. Neely, who suffered from mental illness and had a long history of violent attacks on subway riders, stormed onto the train at 2nd Avenue Station in Manhattan at about 2.30 p.m., screaming and threatening passengers. Between stops, you're trapped on the train and there's no way to get where to go. You can try to move away, but you can only do so much on a packed car. Penny, 24, previously told Fox News Digital in an exclusive interview. I was scared. I looked around and I saw other women and children and they were terrified. Penny said in a video released by his lawyers that Neely had stumbled into the train car and appeared to be on drugs. He ripped off his jacket, threw it down at the people sitting next to me, Penny recalled. Said he was listening to music and that, you know, the three main threats he issued over and over again was, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. I'm willing to die. Now, if someone comes on the train and says that, I I was fascinated by the coverage this morning between CNN and Fox. Fox obviously has come down on the side of Daniel Penny and reported that a GoFundMe page, which was heavily funded by Kid Rock, has amassed over $3 million for his legal defense. That should about cover it. Yeah, he can put up a fairly vigorous defense for $3 million, (laughs) and I'm sure there's no shortage of attorneys who would be happy to take a chunk of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have that, and and in this case, you have... uh, On CNN, they were saying how the system failed Neely. You know, that he didn't get all the help he needed. Well, he, he had been trying to get help. Uh, people have been trying to get him help for years. Well, that could and be, And he too. wouldn't accept it. He wouldn't take it or he bounced back. You know, but they made it sound like this was society's problem. And then they said, and some people are trying to make uh, Penny a hero. Well, what is he? What's he indicted for again? He's indicted for uh, criminally negligent homicide and second-degree manslaughter. Okay. Well, it seems to me that it's, you know, it's... I don't know. It's 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 pretty in in Pennsylvania. This would be a pretty active uh, manslaughter case, uh, and maybe an involuntary manslaughter. He said he had no intent to kill him, and you, you believe him in that regard. So, I don't know. It just it seems to me that it's a terrible accident. It's unfortunate well, that it happened. You're right. And other people are trying to make it a racial thing, and that's what got him prosecuted, charged. Oh, because. Black activists were saying, well, we have a two-tier justice system. They're, they're going to let okay. this yeah. racially insensitive man get that. away with it. But the problem was that one of the people helping hold da- holding down Neely was a black person. Okay. And the first woman who asked for help was a black woman. 
Well, you know, if you so, look at the pictures, most of the people on the train are black, but that well, may and, just be coincidence. And, of course, Al Sharpton can't, never lets a good <laughs> murder or a problem Mayhem. go un, un, uninterjected in. <laughs> Mayhem must be in cap, capitalized on. And, and it's really sad because I think this is really a case where a man may well have acted with the best of intentions. It was a bad outcome, but he didn't bring that outcome on. The other fellow did. And... Someone said on CNN this morning, why didn't someone come up and say to, to Neely, is there something wrong? Can we help you? Now, if somebody's saying they're going to kill you and they're going to willing to go to jail for the rest of their lives, are you going to say to them, Hi. are you having a problem today? May I help you, sir? I'm from the government. I'm here to help. What can I do? I mean, some of these did people... Did our system fail you? Alvin Bragg and these people in New York are just nuts. I'm sorry. They're just nuts. Well, I, I, you know, I, I could see why you could look at the evidence and say a criminal charge, like an involuntary manslaughter charge, is appropriate there. I, I, I get that. But, you know... We, We'll have to hear all the rest of the facts of the case and the timing and, and the minutes, but uh, to use deadly force to subdue somebody might be necessary. You know, it's like the aggravated assault cases you see. It's like, well, nobody was even seriously hurt. Well, you were using deadly force. You could have killed somebody. But he didn't intend to kill them. I mean, that was he was intending right. to hold him. And they're saying that he held him for 15 minutes. But as they pointed out this morning on Fox, admittedly, that it's only like two to three minutes between stops in those trains. Okay. So it couldn't have been 15 minutes that he was holding them there and the police you know are at I guess uh, they have some kind of a presence of the transit police at each of these stops he was hoping to be able to turn that over to that person okay. and he said that the guy's chest was going up and down you know when he let him Most loose of the time so what the question becomes if he was on drugs is it possibly suffered a fatal heart attack or he might you know health wise he might have had a, some sort of what killed him that the neck compression well right? i i heard someone say that he had a crushed windpipe now that would imp- imply that the okay. uh, the chokehold was pretty strong was but the reason that hasn't been confirmed as i understand it the coroner's report isn't in yet oh i got you okay all right five seven oh seven four three nine five six five we're going to talk about the daniel penny case and this homicide up in New York. It's a terrible case, and it's um, yeah, I, I think... It's you a know, tragedy w- w- all the way around, right, really. Rightly being argued in the courts. All right, 570-743-9565. We'll start with Stan. He's on topic. we got another caller on another topic. We'll get to them in a moment, but Stan, go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, the whole penny thing sounds like a railroad job to me up there in New York. So, Joe, you said uh, the coroner's report's not in yet. That was what I heard this morning, that the final coroner's report isn't in. Okay, so how can they indict a man on manslaughter when they don't know the definitive cause of death? I think because if you take somebody and hold on to them, no matter what your reason is, you killed them, and so that would support the charge. After he left him go, wasn't he alive? He was breathing. Well, Uh, that's that's what Penny uh, says. Yeah, that's in dispute. I, I think CPR started pretty directly after he finally released him. But we'll see. Well, but see, this is what I'm talking about, Stan. We got to learn the time frames, and you know whether it's four minutes or 15, and who was he alive or dead? When? What's his health? You know, was it the struggle that killed him? He's probably not in the best of health to start with. Well, he was on well, drugs, that's I, for sure. I, I'm thinking that it was racially motivated on the prosecution side. Period. Okay. It's not Penny wasn't racially motivated for what he did. He was trying to help people from the what everything you can hear from the people that were there that made statements. They consider him a hero. It's the prosecution that interjected race. 
That's because, true because they and, and responded the people to that racial. are demanding that he be arrested. Yeah, they responded to racial complaints. I mean, the people, black people, were complaining that the guy wasn't charged because initially they didn't charge him; they let him go. Then all of a sudden, right. the people started screaming about, "Oh, it's racial injustice! It's you know all this stuff." Then all of a sudden, they're charging him. Exactly. That's what I mean. It wasn't nearly. I mean, yeah, not nearly. But Penny wasn't racially biased one way or the other when he did what he did. I don't think. But the people that want him prosecuted sure are. Well, I'm not a that's, marine. That's what it appears right. like. I'm not a marine, but I'll tell you this: if I were on a New York City subway and somebody came on looking wild-eyed and threatened to kill me, I would be very grateful that somebody stepped in and helped. And from and from what I heard, Penny wasn't even paying attention at the point that he came on the subway until he heard looked around because he was listening to music. Is what he was saying? His statement is just recently on. Uh, yeah, it caught his attention when the guy started right, taking right. his clothes off. And right, his and, and he started acting stupid. And he looked up and seen what was going on. That's when he took action. So if the subway was unmoved, yeah, he wasn't even, didn't even have him down for five minutes, probably. So well, whatever. But, you know, you got to look at it this way. Neely had 44 arrests, some of them for assault and battery and a whole host of other things. And Penny had how many arrests before this? None. Oh, I think the number is zero, right? right. None. So exactly. So well, you got a crazy guy on the subway <laughs> threatening people, and a guy decides to take action because I don't know. In some in some jurisdictions, it's bystander thing. If you stand around, somebody gets hurt. You can be in almost as much trouble as the person that committed the offense. Well, and if Neely had lived, uh, Penny would get a plaque from the city. <laughs> Maybe, but I doubt it. Not up there. But uh, you know, I, I'm thinking Neely was okay. full, filled with drugs acting stupid, just like George Floyd was, and that's what ended his life. Right. The drugs in combination of what went on. Well, so, he, he made a well, choice. We'll have to wait and see, you know, and as long as he has a good defense, you know, a penny should be okay. But that's, you know, that's one reason I called. The other one is, I've seen something today online, it's a Fox News article that uh, the CEO of Walmart is saying that if this pandemic of retail theft doesn't get solved, that prices are going to start going up. Can you imagine that? Because people are just walking in and stealing stuff in these, you know, some of these bigger cities and not getting prosecuted, just walking in, clearing the shelves and walking out, that prices might go up. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can imagine that. I'm sure they <laughs> <Yeah>. will. <laughs> Loss prevention is a major part of these big box stores and really a major part of almost every store. You've got to try and stop people from stealing from you. But when they allow them to come through the door in, what, groups of 50 or so or whatever and start stripping the place, <laughs> somebody's going to pay the price for that. Well, and I think in California, I don't know if they passed the law or they're talking about passing the law, that... Uh, Employees of the store can not touch these people and try and stop them. Now, I know some companies, I think, have that policy, uh, but uh, they want to enshrine that in state law. Right there is a problem. Well, there was a story the other week where someone, um, one of the employees or two of the employees tried to stop it, something similar to that, and they were fired by the company because they violated the policy. Oh, I think they just called the cops. Beg your pardon? What'd you say? I think those people, I think those people, I think it was a jewelry store. I think they just That's called right. the cops. They didn't try and stop them. They just called the cops on them. 
and they got fired. Oh, they got fired for calling the cops? Okay. I'm dear. pretty sure that's what the reason was. If I remember right reading that article, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. But I'm thinking that's what it was. I don't think because they were women. I don't think they tried to stop them. But right. they did, I think, called the cops. Well, all right, the problem we got is Stan. rampant you, crime Stan. is a problem all the way around. Thank you, yeah, Stan. And, uh, yeah, things need to happen, and time will tell what does happen. It's Thank a bit you, ugly, sir. I think. <laughs> Y'all Thank have you. a great day. Hey, Thanks, you too, Stan. buddy. Thanks for calling in. All righty. Hold on, everybody. We'll be right back. 570-743-9565. Uh, the state of New York versus Daniel Penny. It's a, a manslaughter case. We're talking about that. What's your view on that topic? We'll be right back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. <laughs> Welcome back to the KFK Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We're going to go to Bill, and then we got a call from Bobby D on an off-topic, but uh, Bill, go right ahead. Hey, real, real quick, two quick statements, one for Trump, one for the subway. Now, the subway, the guy was a Marine, right? The Marines, all, all special forces, all everybody in the military, every dojo throughout this country, at UFC, every time you turn the channel on. Now, CNN came out and said he was choked to death, right? Now, the way he had his elbow, his throat was not touched. The carotid arteries on both sides, they're taught to cut the blood flow off, right? And, 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 and it, it, it weakens the opponent, and then they stop. That's where he said he seen the breathing. He was he had that hold on that he was properly taught by the military, and that everybody in this country teaches in karate, some type of karate form and law enforcement form. He did nothing wrong. Now they're coming out and say he choked them. The throat, the throat does not. You still can breathe. The throat has nothing to do with what happened. It's on the sides of the neck where the pressure was that was taught. You understand? Not certain. I understand. No, but in any event, in conclusion, you cut the blood flow, the blood, the blood flow off, and then they like go to sleep. You know how you ever say that? But that wouldn't crush his windpipe. Cutting the blood flow. Oh, off but the windpipe was not crushed. That's what they said it was. It yeah, was not. Okay. It was a carotid artery hold taught in, in in the military, in the UFC, in karate, everything. Well, this morning on they CNN, do not, they do not teach you to choke a guy and, and crush his windpipe. Well, Bill from CNN this morning, they said his windpipe oh was crushed. So maybe they're lying. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Well, uh, well, well that, that's the topic there, right? Getting back on the Trump and with the, uh, with the uh, indictment and with all that stuff, right? Now, say if I had the winning lottery numbers for the next 10 years, Mark, Joe, and me are in a room, and I had the numbers, right? And I'm holding them in my hand. And I said, hey, here's the winning lottery numbers, right? And then... Oh, you see him, right? You you see me holding the paper, right? But I 
I never showed you, right? So the people that said that they saw the the report, Trump said, hey, these are it, but you can't see them. Then people can't tell you they never held it. They never physically touched it. They saw Trump had them, but they never, they can't tell you what's in it. They can't t- You can't tell me. I, you, I got the winning lottery numbers. You can't go to anybody and say, oh, these are the winning lottery numbers. You saw you saw them, but you didn't see them. You understand how he's going to get out of this? Well, yeah, but the problem here is that he was waving them around in a, in a public place, or if you will, or a place where there were people from the public who had no right to have access to any kind of document or be in proximity right. to any it? kind of secret document. Well, that's document. like the map that was on the wall, right? He says, this is a map of whatever, whatever, whatever. But you can't come over here. You've got to stay way over there. This is a top secret map. You've got to stay way over there. Did they see the map? Yes, they did see the map. Did they see any details of the map? No, they didn't. This is, this is what they're trying to convict him on. But security is lax there. What's the number of other people that were had access to Mar-a-Lago that saw all these documents? Well, Mar-a-Lago, for 10 years, the government had Mar-a-Lago. For, the, the, the Post Foundation gave it to uh, the United States. The United States used it for... Uh, the Chinese and whoever wanted to come to this country as a little vacation home from all these high ups. Ten years after that, they put it up for sale. Trump bought it. There was there was tons of people that went through that place. Okay, well, that has nothing to do with my question. Years. My question for you is when President Trump owned it during his tenure after he was president, what's the number of people that had access to those documents? Good question. It, it was locked. They had a, they, they, they were down there. They... they they seen the place. They seen where he kept them locked and sealed. Now this is a just and they a, had no problems. They left. <laughs> the only reason they came back is because they, the, the unknown of what he declassified and what's coming to a head. It, it's all it's all the political that they have to Bill, the, the Trumpster out. I'm not asking that. I, everybody knows it's political. I get that. There's no argument there. It's, you know, politics. Is, everybody thinks that, and it's probably true. I'm asking you. They caught two Chinese people in there. What's the rest? What the, what's the rest of the number of people that had access to those things? How many? Okay, they caught two Chinese people. How many times have they caught somebody that jumped over the wall at the White House? No, oh, we no, called them at the White House. <laughs> okay. Called them at the White House, Bill, but we got them on the green lawn. But they, they just, caught two people. Just mumble the words. I don't know. Thing. That would be fine. Just if you don't know, you don't know. It's no big deal. You say I'll, that I'll get nobody. Back to you. I'm going to do my homework on that. I'll okay. get back to you. But Perfect. number one, the Marine is 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 good. He didn't do nothing wrong. He did what he was taught. There we go. Now right. we're on topic. All right. Thank you, sir. Always appreciate. Are you still there? Still there, Bill? Nope. nope. Bill's not. Okay. No need to say goodbye. All right. Uh, Bobby B. Hello, sir. I haven't seen you in almost 24 hours. Okay. It's killing, it's killing uh, me. You know, I'm going to say good morning, everyone. Of course, you know, from listening to Sunrise this morning, of course, the, uh, um, you know, the person, uh, uh, you know, with the Encino Project and that. Hey, I've been a lifetime uh, member of this area. And uh, as far as plastic being toxic, all plastic is toxic. Uh, and of course, I got a background in chemistry, physics, nuclear science, and RF engineering. I mean, so I'm not. But okay, to you know, to bring a plan in here, and 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 of course, like with water, of course, you nuclear nuclear power with with water and everything else in that. That's a study that has to be conclusive. To um, of course, there are ways to treat water, and. Uh, of course, you know, even around a swimming pool complex, you know, everything is treated in that. So there is a safe way to handle that. But the thing is, if you don't maintain it, uh, the I, I'm going to say the after effects of the of the water um, 
processing in that will end up back in the river and possibly pollute the river more. That's, right. that's uh, the only point that I wanted to make. All right. Fantastic. Well, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. You never know. Okay. All thank right. you very much. Thank you so much, sir. Much appreciated. All right. One of our good listeners has the salute or has the bottom line. Says the race hustling leftists and media have been lying about Neely, Penny, and the incident all along. So why should people believe anything they say? Mm-hmm. Actually, that is that a comma or a period there? <laughs> I may have read that wrong. Uh, The race-hustling leftists and media have been lying about Neely, Penny, and the incident all along. So why should we believe anything they say? I thought it was a period. I read it as a period, but it's a comma. Where? Uh, After the word Neely. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. And it's correctly punctuated. I just read it wrong. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't think it makes any difference. (laughs) It doesn't make any difference. It does to me. It's obviously somebody who's conservative and says that has discovered that they're liberal in New York and they use their liberality to to help govern and decide and to do things. But what really bothers me about this is this wasn't considered racial at the beginning. All of a sudden, you know, people start saying, well, why wasn't he charged? Is it racial? I, I hadn't I don't heard believe that, it too is. much about that. Well, that's that's the that's what got him indicted. I mean, I know and some people shame. say that. Okay. I mean, let's face it. Penny, Penny is a trained, uh, what, trained Marine? So sure. right. he certainly should know how to safely apply um, pressure I, the in, CBS, in a situation well, like this. This is liberal CBS, but they don't have anything in there about race in their story. But you're saying the Fox does say race is mentioned in the indictment? No, no, not in the indictment. It's what got him indicted. The, the people started complaining that he wasn't charged. Okay. Oh, I got you. Okay, public pressure. Public pressure on the district attorney's office because uh, initially, white on black crime. Initially, he you. wasn't charged. Gotcha. And of course, Al Sharpton never saw anything he didn't want to throw gasoline on, <laughs> so he threw some gas on it, okay. and demanded, you know, that we he got have, her going. Yeah. Well, and I can understand people thinking that maybe there was some racial element, but they ignore the fact that there was a black person helping him hold the guy down, and that a black woman originally is the one who asked for help. Well. To be continued. Plus, we got open phones. We can talk about anything else that's on your mind. We got news headlines coming up from CBS, then local news. We would love to hear from you. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is now 9 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. That is Andrea Dietz of the the United in Recovery program. You can hear her full interview on the WKOK podcast page. Milt mums the word from state police on two crashes around here anywhere. First, a Snyder County fatality early this week. State police say they are not disclosing information on that. And a crash on Route 15. While they will not disclose who was hurt, they do say someone was hurt in a Route 15 crash in Union County, and they're looking for witnesses. That was a motorcycle crash. Why won't they disclose? 
knows information about a fatal accident, the public has a right to know. I guess they're still investigating. Until they know absolutely everything that can be known about this, they don't want anybody to know who it is. It's private. <laughs> it's not public. Okay, well. <laughs> All right. You Governor, say so. Well, I'm just repeating what I hear. Okay. Governor Josh Shapiro prepared Wednesday to announce that Pennsylvania will come up with a bold solution for their I-95 blockage. We have determined collectively that the most efficient way to reopen I-95 is to backfill the gap in the roadway behind me and then pave over it. This approach will allow us to avoid delays due to shipment and supply chain issues and pursue a simple, quicker path. And they're going to use a glass aggregate that's produced at a company nearby that they'll ship to there. And when you compact it, it stays put. It does not settle even mm. under high weights. And it's kind of sticky, so it kind of glues itself together. Uh, one other news headline, Governor Ron DeSantis' political campaign, use of fake artificial intelligence-generated photos of former President Donald Trump hugging and kissing Anthony Fauci has raised <laughs> concerns about experts about the new technology's ability to deceive voters. The pictures were part of a 40-second video posted last week by DeSantis' war room on Twitter criticizing President Trump, DeSantis' chief rival for the GOP nomination. Uh, the, uh, the president is criticized for not firing Fauci, an infectious disease expert who was part of the White House team. And many Republicans say Fauci advised a business, keeping businesses and schools closed, and the president went along with that in the fake of photographs. They show three or four different times when the president president is hugging Fauci, and then in one of the images, he's giving a big kiss on the cheek. But all of that, of course, uh, fake AI-generated Remember campaign. they used to say a picture is worth a thousand words? <laughs> yeah. Or pictures so. don't lie, but now with, apparently yeah, they, yeah, do they do lie. They do. Well, it's Ron DeSantis' uh, war room doing the They're lying. They're out of, uh, you know, literally in political campaigns, we're not allowed to edit what the candidate says. The candidate can come on and curse and swear, mm -hmm. call his opponent names, and we're not allowed to edit it as long as the candidate's on the spot. Okay. But they're going to have to change that. They did change it once uh, back in the days when Hustler Magazine's uh, president, Larry Flint, was running for president, and he announced that he was going to use in his campaign spots clips from video porno movies. Okay, so you could hear what was happening. Well, not just hear, but see. And of course, oh. when the FCC <laughs> found out he was going to do that, they created what they call the Flint exception, which means that you can't use pornography. Now they're going to have to come up with the AI exception. The no uh, artificially generated images or, um, well, voices. I guess they can do it with voices, too. They can clone the voice. Right. So. right. And I don't think President, well, these are still pictures. Probably very easy for somebody who knows how to do that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, 100% fakes. All right, so 5707439565. Trump will be right. It will be the fake news. All right, there you go. Uh, Cindy, thank you for your patience. Through the headlines, you are on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. For the last several days, I've been bombarded by the press rationalizing the indictment of an arrest of President Trump versus President Biden or Mrs. Clinton that it was appropriate to uh, arrest Trump because of intent, that that was the point, that uh, neither Biden nor Clinton deliberately flaunted the law, but Trump did. So I apply that standard to this gentleman on the subway in New York City. And do I believe for one moment that he got on that subway that morning and said, I just hope I have the opportunity to kill somebody. 
This is what I'm looking for. No, I don't believe that for a second. And so if we're going to use this intent standard to make excuses for some leading politicians breaking the law, then I think we need to apply that same standard to the rest of us. And unless you can prove that this Marine got on that train with the intent to kill someone, and this gentleman that he <coughs> killed just happened to be the unlucky person he took, then you cannot charge him with this crime. But they can, Cindy, because they're charging him with criminally negligent homicide, which implies that an action of his was negligent and he could have released him sooner and let him breathe or made some provision for him to, to survive the confrontation. And second-degree manslaughter, and basically that means you didn't intend to kill him, but you did. Well, I, I still say if we can excuse the behavior of presidents and secretaries of state based on intent, then I believe we can excuse a regular citizen walking down the road on the same, for the same rationale. This is just, for me, this has just been a week of ridiculousness in terms of uh, the uneven, inequitable justice system. You know, they used to say this, and I, I believed in our justice system. I believed if I was charged with a crime, there was a process, and I could expect that process to be fair and blind. Remember the statues of justice in her, and she's blindfolded in both yep. those scales. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear to me. I don't know how anyone can see it any other way. It is very clear to me that that is the furthest thing from the truth. But the truth is that the justice system is horribly perverted now and is a servant to political process. And it, it uh, and I, that they can actually go through these justifications in their minds and then have the audacity to say them out loud, uh, it just tells me how perverted it has become. They don't just think it's, okay, it's fair to have two tiers of justice but they ju they're willing to justify it so long as it's swinging their way. Well, here's the problem. It can swing the other way. Hmm. And then you're the victim of this instead of the archangel whacking everybody in sight. <laughs> That's what I see. I, it just astounds me. If I, I would just... Uh, heaven help you if you get arrested. You have no right to expect anything. Well, what's even what's even more chilling here is who will ever come to someone else's aid again after Daniel Pe Penny gets indicted for trying to help people. Right, well, you know, as a registered nurse, this there is a a nuance to this. As a registered nurse, I know how to intervene in many situations to help prolong life and or save a life. And and the legislatures across the country have been moved to make bystander laws protecting me if I act in good faith from being charged or being sued because I acted in good faith to try to help another human being. Right. How is this any different? It's not really. He, there were def many defenseless people on that train. This person was acting out bizarrely, made them feel threatened, and this man, to the best of his skill set, intervened. How is that any different than when there's a car accident and I insist that we pull over and I go back to try to help the people that were in the car accident? How is that any different at all? 
Yeah, you'd think the Good Samaritan law would protect you in these cases. And initially, uh, Neely was struggling. Now, there was a time when he stopped struggling. But, uh, you know, you'd almost, as, as the uh, person that's trying to help in the situation, you'd almost think it's just because he gave up, you know, not that he was having, um, you know, respiratory arrest or something along that line. So, um, yeah, this, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to hear all the facts in this case and 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 then run it through our two-tier justice system. <laughs> well, so. it is. It's it's it, uh, if you if anybody actually believes in the justice that we teach in fourth grade in school, then you've really not been paying attention <laughs> yeah. at all. And we should all be alarmed because on any given day, you know that eye of Sharon can turn on you. That can be you that they're doing this to. And is that acceptable? Now I understand that there's a whole cadre of listeners to this show who have a passionate, drives-their-life hatred of a specific political person. I, I don't understand that high level of animus. I think it's destructive to their own mental health, but obviously they have this overwhelming <coughs> hatred for this man, and that allows them to justify anything. But I just want you to know that you when you when you cross that line for one person you open the door to doing it to anybody and everybody Cindy do you remember a few years back there was a case in New York where a woman was being murdered on the street and she was screaming for help and all those people looked out of their apartment right. windows and saw yes. it and did nothing no one helped her and I, they you were, know, and I, they were condemned for that yes they were I was a young nurse I saw that story she ran she went down the street and the guy was repeatedly attacking her and she was calling out for help calling out for help all the people had to do was open the door and let her into their building, right, and shut it before the man could get her. No one would intervene. It's a heartbreaking story, and she ends up dying in a stairwell. A right. heartbreaking story. All right, we got it. How are we not setting that up again? All right. Well, we are. We're encouraging people not to get involved with charging Mr. Penny. Thank right. you, Cindy. Thanks for calling Thanks, in. Cindy. Yep, much appreciated. Alrighty, yep. hold on, Dan. Sorry about that. I got to hit the break. I'll be right back. Stand by. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Raising your grandchildren or loved one's children is an honor that allows them to live, grow, and thrive among family. Providing a safe, loving home is rewarding and challenging, but you're not alone. Pennsylvania Ken Connector is here to help kinship families. Ken Connector is a free resource of skilled, compassionate professionals who will connect you to services, training, and support groups. Call 1-866-546-2111 or visit KenConnector.org today. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Psst, psst. Hey, keep your eyes on the road, but listen up. 
because I've got some exciting PA Turnpike information coming in hot. Get this, EasyPass can save drivers nearly 60% on PA Turnpike tolls. And as a big time road pro, I'm telling you, that's a lot of savings. Find a local retailer at paturnpike.com and get your own EasyPass today. Okay, eyes on the road. Bye. Sponsored by the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Attention business owners. Stop throwing your hard-earned money away on rent. Imagine owning your own building and saving thousands every year. Sound impossible? Not if you use General Steel. General Steel can help you save thousands by owning your own custom-designed building. Just call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-74-STEEL to see how much money you can save with General Steel. Our buildings come with a 50-year warranty, and thousands of companies, from Fortune 500 corporations to startups, have trusted the General with their building needs. If you need to expand or start a new business, you really need General Steel. I'm very impressed with General Steel. Everyone's been extremely helpful. I'd recommend General Steel to anyone looking to build a steel building. Stop wasting money on rent. Call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-74-STEEL to find out about all our popular quick construction kits, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building. Just call 888-747-8335 now. That's 888-74-STEEL. Good morning. Hey, I give Cindy a big hearty amen. Keep preaching it, lady. I agree 100%. Great call. What I'm calling about is Hillary's back at name-calling again. She, You know, she started out by calling the Trump supporters a basket of deplorables. Then she called us the unredeemable. Mind you, we're not even worth redeeming the unredeemable crowd. And the day before yesterday, she called us a Trump cult that keeps supporting President Trump. Imagine that, calling maybe a third or more of the country a cult because we happen to agree with Trump's policies. Imagine that. You don't get nowhere by calling a third of the country a basket of deplorables or a cult. But that's that's what the left... I'm glad you walked into that. Trump never, Trump never, never calls the citizens of the United States, us out here in in the country, as citizens, any name. As he stated in his inauguration speech, he said, I am for everybody, whether you voted for me or not. And he proved his case by making everybody better off, even though they didn't appreciate it very much or show any gratitude they just keep piling on and call him the orange man agent orange or whatever they can whatever they can say about him so trump never calls us the working stiffs of america any bad names he was there for all of us it's his 
Yeah, he said that, but it turned out he turned against us. He calls us, he's an equally named caller. He calls them magas, them, you know, you know he, keep, he brought that up many a time. Maybe not so much in the last couple weeks. He's probably been told to quit that. It's not going to help his election campaign. But he called us lots of names. But he said he'd be there for us, but he hasn't been. And that's his, that's, that's his, he's a political opponent. That's his job. That's the way the game's played, unfortunately, and he played it better than any of the other candidates. He just beat him out, and now they're mad about it. He used the same method to call them out as they called him out. Yep, well, I'm, I'm just saying that, again, I'll repeat that Trump does not call us constituents, whether you voted for him or not. He does not call them names. Yep, it's, she meant us Trump. She Like now she calls us a cult, a cult group, and... And she's not enhancing their party very much by singling out a third to half the country. And Trump's gaining popularity now. He 81% of the Republicans realize this is a whole sham, you know, political motivated, as you had said earlier, and it is, to get to try to disparage Trump people from supporting him and it's only making us more more supportive of the President Trump. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. All right, you guys have a great day. Is our telephone number? How's that, Lynn? Can you hear me now? Okay, super duper. All right, now we go to Chris. Go ahead, sir. Sorry about all that. You're on the mark though. You do see where the deplorables were on January 6th, though, don't you? 16th? Oh, 2016. Oh, I'm sorry, 16th. Or 2016. No, January 6th, he no. said. January 6th, the Capitol riot. Okay. You're right. He was calling those people a basket of deplorables. Okay. <laughs> am I right or am they I wrong? Most, yes, they most definitely were. Okay. In your opinion. The ones who broke into the Congress, yes. The ones who were there to try to overturn the election, yes. Okay. What else? Uh, uh, well, Sydney. I think you were right about the first time about Sydney. She, uh, her, her analogy was all messed up. The, uh, some murder charges or homicide charges or, or, or manslaughter charges are specifically include unintentionally caused. And uh, she, I think she should take some of her own advice because she uses a completely different measuring stick, say, against of Obama and Biden versus uh, Trump. When she calls, she gets upset about certain things, and 
and uh, I think you can see that where her prejudice lies. Okay, and, and what she is acts our... like she's pure and simple and doesn't Hello. have any prejudice. How would you uh, justify, or how would you encapsulate our, the U.S. justice system? Do you think we have two-tiered when it comes to race or wealth? Or... We have two-tier and all sorts of things when it comes to certain things, and uh, Trump gets the best tier of all most of the time. Right. He was uh, in this in the Comey report. He listed 11 likely obstruction of justice charges, acts, that he wasn't allowed by Barr's thing to specifically recommend charges. Barr forbid him from doing that. But it was clear that was his intent in the report. Did any of them get investigated for further action by Barr? No, they did not. They got to said that there was nothing in it when he summarized the report. He has a complete, and how many times do they refuse to, uh, he pardons people who, who can testify against him? He pardons, I don't think any other president has ever done that, especially uh, in midterm. Mm-hmm. And Trump did. Do we hear her calling up about the two-tier cut justice system when that happens? No, we don't. But, and I don't understand why are you are coming from when you say, well, he lies all the time, so why wouldn't he lie when he's replying to a subpoena, and therefore he shouldn't be uh, <laughs> prosecuted? That was Mark's beauty there. I, I assume... Uh, he didn't even sound like he was being satirical that time. Well, he doesn't know when he's lying. I mean, he does it so, you know, he's, he's like a, I don't know, what a pathological Oh, so he liar. never intends to lie, therefore we can't prosecute him for lying. I think we can prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law, and we can put him in jail for 20 years. I'm just saying, what but, should but you all do? But you know, the chances of him getting 20 years or anything but house arrest or some kind of restrictions on his movements or something is very slim, okay. I'd say. All right even if he's found guilty. And it looks like he's going to be able to delay, especially with a favor, uh, a judge that seems to favor him. Uh, he's going to be still able to stall that at, until after the How election. How does that judge seem to favor him? He, she hasn't been before him, or he hasn't been before her yet. Why do you say that? That sounds like a, a bigoted comment. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It what's, sounds- what's, your, what's your proof? that this judge seems to favor Can you Trump. shut up a minute? <laughs> the proof, they, he, she already ruled on one of his cases, and her comment was, I don't see why Trump should be, uh, the president uh, should, should not be believed in this case. So the criminal justice system only works when it's the Democrats who are punishing the Republicans. No, I didn't say that. I gave a specific ruling, her ruling on the... The FBI search. She disparaged the FBI search, and her her comment was about Trump being a that a former President Trump shouldn't shouldn't be uh, subject to this sort of thing. Pretty much is what she was saying, or should have special immunity, special consideration. Well, then, if they, if she's so egregious, why hasn't the prosecution tried to get her recused? Because uh, that would also delay the trial, and it'll also make it look like the DOJ is being prejudiced. 
Why? If she's such a such a hack. Well, you you read the you read that that decision she made. She made the decision favoring Trump, allowing all sorts of delays possible for him. When they definitely were trying, the DOJ was trying to not have delays, and the third court of appeals, yeah, go. <laughs> uh, who has. Two Trump appointees, a group of three, two Trump appointees, and one of the most conservative justices there is in the entire nation. All right, we got you, sir. Ruled that she was an idiot for doing it, basically. <laughs> Read that. All right, we got you, sir. And then decide what you think. Thank and you, Neely, <laughs> I want to say one word about Neely. Can I do that? Uh, not really. Nope. Six minutes is too much. Yeah, unfortunately, we do have Six more callers. Minutes. Yep. I got to hit the road. Thank you. Thank you, sir. But thank you very much. Thank you. Much appreciated. Chris. All right. Five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. You want to get in line? I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, and boy. <laughs> Where do you hear this? One of the best vehicles they've ever produced uh, in uh, overseas, the Hyundai Elantra. And it's a fantastic vehicle. And they have some of them over at the, the Hyundai dealership at Sunbury Motor Company. Completely redesigned, roomier, all-wheel drive. It's got a 147-horsepower four-cylinder engine. I know you're thinking, well, geez, that's awful low. Well, guess what? 48 miles to the gallon on the highway. That's just cray-cray. And, of course, it comes with a hybrid version if you want to try to stretch that out a little bit farther in the city. But uh, it does come with a turbo, Joe. Are you happy now? Yes, <laughs> you can actually, I like that. Give me that turbo. It has a top speed of over 100 miles an hour, All so right. Joe will be able to cross <laughs> the new CSVT bridge in a flash. Hyundai Elantra available at the Sunbury Motor Company, where they sell Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles. They are premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks. Sunbury Motor Company. we got callers standing by, but we'll take more comers. 570-743-9565. We'll be right back. <laughs> That's all right. I'm on my way to work anyhow, so I had nothing to do but wait. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the compliment. Yeah, uh, I would like to touch base on two things. One is just a brief comment on uh, on a on a, a story you were talking about there with the AI. I find the artificial intelligence quest somewhat disturbing because. I think it's uh, extremely difficult to find any real intelligence out there anymore, anyhow. But um, that's neither here nor there. The, uh, oh, yeah, that may be true, unfortunately. Uh, I, I think over the years we have seen the American justice system go to uh, a different standard, obviously, and the standard is kind of the new gold standard, too. It's the new golden rule. Them that has the gold makes the rules. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's, that's where we've headed with this. I have no illusions, and I touched a little bit about this on a call earlier in the week, Joe, so forgive me for repeating some of what I'm going to say here. But, um, you know, I don't have no illusions that Donald Trump mishandled some stuff. Maybe he did, maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know the workings of the laws on that, what they're allowed to have, what they, how they're allowed to handle it. I, I, as I said the other day, I'm more concerned that it just seems so easy for everybody to take documents anymore because i i find it somewhat confusing that there was a rush to bring him to 37 in counts on an indictment where as president he is allowed to have certain paperwork i don't know what he's allowed to have and what he did with it i'm not getting into that part but you talk about too mark how they uh, you know who knows who had access to that what i do know and what everybody else knows because it was admitted by clueless joe and his and his handlers, that he had 
boxes of documents in a garage by a classic car where his crackhead son had unfettered access to it. I'm right. more worried about somebody like that being able to handle documents <laughs> well, actually, than I went from a locked closet. It was closer to the string trimmer and the two-cycle fuel than it was to the Corvette. <laughs> but, so that, but not that that's but, yeah, a mitigating The, the point is, though, that it wasn't, nothing was secure. Right, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and uh, Mar-a-Lago probably has a reasonable amount of security, and I'm sure Joe's got a, an alarm system at Rehoboth or wherever it was, or I guess it was at Delaware. But, uh, yeah, it's all bad. Um, I think uh, President Biden probably helped himself out a little bit by letting them search everything right away and giving up everything right away, and he didn't lie to the investigators, and he didn't try to hide anything, and he didn't ask his lawyers to hide anything either. Neither did Mike Pence. Let's make that clear, right, too. Right, right. So, yeah. I think that probably helped Biden. But don't you find it, isn't it still somewhat troublesome that a guy who wasn't even supposed to have the majority, if not all of these papers, is getting credit for being cooperative? He's being cooperative after they already know he has stuff he's not supposed to have. Isn't that troublesome to anybody but me? <laughs> well, I'm well, not certain. True. I'm not certain. Didn't did he go back and look after Trump was accused of having them? Did he go back and look, or did the archivist suddenly realize that things that Biden should have turned in years ago weren't turned in? Actually, he shouldn't have even had them. He shouldn't have had them. No, he should not have had them. And and I just don't I just don't understand too that you know the whole thing. We rush to judgment for those. Um, for some and not for others, and and it, it just doesn't look good. It just does not look good at all. <laughs> and and I and I just think too, you know, we we have gotten to the point where, when we have gotten to the point where justice is ruled by ideology as well, there's just nowhere to go anymore. I mean, even this thing with the judge. Here's Chris, who, and again, I've said this before. I don't even know how Chris walks because the way to be imperfect should weigh him down so much. This judge in Florida has not done anything to show a bias because she hasn't had any real dealings in this case. I don't know about the ruling he's talking about. I'll be the first to admit fully that. But if she ruled on what the law says, then. What did she do wrong? All right, we got you. Nothing, to be honest with you. She didn't do anything <laughs> yeah, wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you rule on what the on what case law says, then that's really all that would have been about. And if Whether she had... the law is right or wrong, that's not up to her. The law, it's what's up to the judge is to rule on what the law is. And if she had shown bias, the prosecutors could certainly have asked that she recuse herself or file a petition to have her recused. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, here you have people say, oh, well, she's a loyalist to Trump, but yet somebody who's a loyalist to Alvin Bragg or the judge in New York doesn't have to step down. You can't have it both ways. You just can't. You can if you're and, a liberal. And the other thing, too, is when you talk about lying, I'm somewhat confused. Trump does lie. I mean, he only lies on days that end in D-A-Y and when he opens his mouth. I understand that. But Joe Biden is the only candidate from the 2020 election that had to drop out for lying about his resume, for plagiarizing speeches, and they, and he's lied from the time he says he was a junior staffer for the sixth or a, a big representative, a liaison from the Senate to Golda Meir with the Senate in the, in the six-day war. He was a junior. He, he wasn't even involved in that. He, he lied about the fact that he met Nelson Mandela. He lied about the fact that he marched with Martin Luther King in Selma. But those are called gaffes. They're not called lies. <laughs> and those took place even before his advanced senility took took over. So, you know, let's 
let's call a spade a shovel and get to what what's what. <laughs> There's nothing but liars in the in this in this scenario anymore. All right, we got to hit the road. But thank <laughs> yep, you so much, Harry. Unfortunately, you're right, Harry. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Appreciate in. your call. Right. Take thank care. You. Have All a right, safe trip he, to work. We're going to have to uh, take a quick break. Uh, so stand by, Joe. We will be right back. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star Trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Tom says, well, the 30% of the 30% show are at it again, praising the biggest crook in the country and then patting each other on the back for doing so. Sickening. Signed, Tom. <laughs> okay. All right, Joe, thank you so much for your patience. We love you when you call, and I'm sorry to make you wait, what, 15 minutes, but we had a lot of good callers ahead of you. But now you have the floor. All right. Uh, well, I do want to talk about the Daniel Penny uh, case, but uh, I had to listen to Chris. And you said about the two-tiered system or the many-tiered system. And he mentioned that Trump pardoned people. And I don't believe the pardon system is part of the justice system. Is it a, just off the top of my head? That's, that's the presidential power. That, that's I believe the presidents typically ask the Department of Justice to review prospective um, pardons but, and whether or not they, they feel they're justified. But he don't have to. He could. He can just like pardon anybody. Yeah, I think President Trump did that. Right, uh, but that's not part of the justice system, you would say, is it? Because he ha- one person has the ability to give freedom or to you know to take away. Although he was someone was convicted, obviously by the justice system, but the president has the right to erase that. So I don't myself. I don't think that's part of the justice system. Oh, okay. okay. Well, fair enough. Does that make sense? Uh, right. It's just know, a good presidential uh, power. President right. Tr- Trump obviously will want to pardon himself if he gets in office. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know that um, Mark thinks of uh, Chris as the oracle of knowledge, so I just wanted to see uh, what you thought on that <laughs> the issue. Oracle. But back to Daniel Penny. <laughs> back, uh, back to the Matrix. Yeah. Or Okay. Did any... I, I don't know. I didn't listen at the very beginning, but did anybody say about uh, Neely being on this in this top 50 list of most dangerous homeless people in New York City? No, I wasn't aware there was oh, such I a list. Mm. Oh, you weren't? No. Oh, my. Yeah, that, that came out about near, well, maybe not, depending on where you search for your news. If you're looking at uh, mainstream, they're not going to say anything negative, because Jordan Neely, they actually showed uh, a video of the Jordan Neely imitating Michael Jackson. Have you seen that? Yeah, that I saw. 
All right, so that's like a positive thing. Like, how could you kill this man? But that was like <laughs> 10, 10 or 12 years yeah. before the incident of uh, where he died, right? Right. So you could see Jordan Neely's uh, decay into uh, mental health and drug uh, issues, I think. I, I'm not no doctor, but I think that's... He was not that. He was not that guy. So if you've seen that and you didn't know that there, there's actually the New York City has a uh, task force, and it's it it makes up this list of the people who are most dangerous in New York City when they have a top 50. And not saying that they're numbered. They may be in alphabetic order. They may be of all the same. Uh, but if you make the top 50 list out of eight million people. You're kind of outstanding. So this is called the Coordinated Bureau of Health, uh, Behavioral Health Task Force, and Jordan Neely and 49 others are in the top 50. Do you think Daniel and Penny will get a Daniel fair trial? Penny, part of my defense would be that not the system didn't fail Jordan Neely. It obviously did fail Neely, but it also it failed... Daniel Penny, but what because that person... Joe, what you're missing here... Be, Joe, ahead. what you're missing here is that Mr. Penny didn't know any of this. How do you... Well, what's that have to do with anything? <laughs> has everything to do with it. He doesn't know. I mean, you're saying that that his... Uh, Neely's bad behavior in the past and his erratic behavior justifies what was done to him. I'm telling you, Penny, Penny didn't uh, know anything about it. No, I'm, what I'm saying is that now Neely's part of his defense is that the system feel, failed Daniel Penny and that he should sue this Department of Behavioral Health, right? I know it's hard to sue a How did it fail Daniel Penny? Like that. How did but it fail uh, Penny? He, Go ahead. How did it fail Penny? He had, he had to be exposed to this. Oh, he, he was exposed to this man in the subway when he should. Their job is to get these people off the streets. What do you mean? How did, I, I, I'm a little surprised that you don't see that this man being on the subway threatened to kill people, and you knew that, and they knew, that's negligent, they knew that this guy was in the top 50 of 8 million people, or say 3 million, or however million, not 3 million, but however million are, are homeless, he's in the top 50. They know this guy. That's the responsibility of the government. Those people are paid to go and get that man off the streets or do what they can to like lessen his threat to society. That's not Daniel Penny. Then they take away the police that are on the subway. Daniel Penny was exposed to this man wrongly. That guy shouldn't have even been there, according to their own, right. the government's own evaluation. But they don't have the right to take people, to tell people they can't get on the oh, subway they, train. They certainly <laughs> do, if you're a threat. But they yeah, they can bar you he from the train. Forty-nine arrests. Right. Well, one more time, in and out of the in and out of the door of the city hall, right, Joe? But here's the thing: if the if Mr. Neely wasn't currently charged with anything, if he had been had been in rehab and he came out, and so far no one had reported his erratic behavior, no one had reported that he was causing any other problems, and he gets on the subway and suddenly goes berserk, then that's not on the system; that's on him. Oh. Uh, 49 times this this agency that's supposed to help these people left him out they so I, should I we lock should we lock everybody that up that's the government and should they, we lock they them all people up people like daniel penny out for vigilanteism right, should we, we gotta, should we lock everybody up we got to hit the road thank you so much joe all right <laughs> yep, appreciate the call chris you get one more minute go right ahead 
Oh, well, uh, first of all, uh, the president being able to pardon people is a presidential power, but it, it does make for a lopsided justice system when trying to prosecute a president <laughs> or when it's considering what a president might do wrong. Okay. And do you think and President Trump will pardon himself? Uh, that that hasn't been decided whether that's constitutional. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it would be considered unconstitutional. I asked President by, Trump, he says it is. Supreme Court we have in now. President Trump told me it is constitutional and he's going to do it. Yeah, well, he can try, but I, I don't think that'll succeed. Okay. All right, what else? Uh, well, the, what I was going to say about the Penny and Neely situation is that the the chokehold done correctly cuts off the blood flow to the brain, like was said before, mm -hmm. and that should knock you out for several minutes to up to half an hour to an hour area. Okay. If, if done properly, and that uh, you shouldn't take more than some somewhere oh. between ten and thirty seconds to do that. Okay. All right, we got Thank you, Chris. And, uh, the report said three Thank minutes. You. Okay, that he right. was doing that. Whether that report was wrong or not, we don't know yet. There has been no. Confirmation to be that. continued. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you, sir. No, that's thanks it. for calling in. Do you have time to read that or no? Uh, no, I think we're probably, that's going to take me more than 30 seconds. Tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> Ben Reichley is going to be in the catbird seat, and Mike Malasevich is going to be in the guest co-host, or the co-host seat. I'll well, be around. I'll see you in my seat Monday. I'll be babysitting, <laughs> okay. making sure the boys behave. <laughs> Happy babysitting. Mike doesn't attack Ben or anything. This is WKOK Sunbury.